0: Welcome to the Booster Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins and marketing, you're in the right place. Hello, hello. And welcome back to another episode of the Booster Boutique podcast. I'm Emily. I have a company called Boutique Training Academy, and this is my podcast that accompanies my company. I also have courses, mini courses, and lots of training for you, hence the name Boutique Training Academy. And this is intended to be a short intro to actually a longer training that I have called the How to Shop at Market Guide which contains videos and some worksheets, fact sheets, favorite vendor sheets, things like that. I'm going to link down in the show notes so that you can purchase that. That's a for purchase item. I'm going to give you some details here. The how to shop and market guide is a video and it walks you through so much more than I can do on this podcast. I'm going to give you like a really good rundown though. But if you want more and you want my proven method to buy at market for your boutique, then you're going to want to get the how to shop a market guide. That's going to be the biggest difference is I'm going to teach you how to go into a booth, buy what you need not buy what you don't need and understand how to make sure that you have balanced deliveries every month. That short course is just available on my website. Again, we're going to put the show notes below. It's only $19, so it is worth every penny. All right, so let's jump in here. What to do your first time at market and listen. I'm just going to maybe even call this what to do at market. (laughs) And I want to define first before we even get into this, what is market? What is a show? What's the difference? Why are there all these different names for just buying clothes? I mean, really, we should call this like how to buy clothes for your boutique in person. That's like the lowest common denominator of what I'm teaching you. I want you to think about it like this. A market is generally a market center. So where are market centers located? So there's one in L.A. There is one in Dallas. There's one in Atlanta. There's one in Chicago. It's kind of smallish. And I believe that there's one in Miami. I think there's one in Miami. There is not really a permanent one in New York City, but there is a garment district in New York City where you can get certain things for your boutique business. Um, It's getting more limited. I would say most things have moved to Los Angeles, but New York does have some pretty killer jewelry spots. The market centers are basically permanent buildings. They have what's known as showrooms or space for booths inside of them. Now, if you've never been to a trade show, imagine it like a mall in a sense that there's a lot of different showrooms. So that would be like a permanent store, like you went to Bath and Body Works. And then there's also temporaries. Temporaries are kind of like those kiosks in the middle of the mall. You know, maybe they change out. It's like a shorter lease, whatever, whatever. But, but really what temporaries are at a market center, temporaries come for the show. So temporaries mean they're just there for the show. Shows happen in each market center at designated times throughout the year generally seasonally. So for each season or kind of the season ahead, they'll have a show that you can buy for the next season, maybe two seasons away, but definitely also current season. Let me narrow in on this. Essentially, you could go to the Atlanta market. It's in downtown Atlanta, and you could go to the Atlanta apparel show. The Atlanta apparel show happens at the market where temporary vendors come from all over the country to set up during this show time. It's about four days, generally three to four days uh, when these vendors will be set up. It's a whole event. I mean, they do like talks. They have fashion shows. There's like free coffee. I mean, it's like a fun thing to go to. There's generally discounted hotel rooms through the market center for the show. And these shows happen, like I said, four to five times a year And they happen at each different market center. So Atlanta will do something like this. Dallas does something like this. In LA, they do have some show weeks. They're starting to have more. And even Fashion Go, the website, is starting to have Fashion Go Week. They had it in Palm Springs a couple months ago. They're having another one in Palm Springs in a couple of weeks. And then I believe they're doing New York in November. I'm going to try to go to that one, I think. That's a show. That's a moving... So I like to think of a show as, you know, a fleeting moment in time. So there are shows that happen at market centers. And then there are shows that happen sort of like a pop-up. So those happen in Las Vegas and New York City. They also sometimes happen like I said like fashion go week, they can happen in Palm Springs. And there are also so I'm talking like big centers, big shows, big mart- like thousands of people go to these, okay? There are also regional shows where you might not get the big array of vendors, but you might find a lot of local vendors. So I know, I believe there's one in like Minnesota or Wisconsin. There's definitely a couple in Massachusetts, Connecticut, Long Island. Um, I think there's one like New Jersey, Philadelphia. Like most regional centers will have some sort of regional show where vendors come set up you can come for a couple days so it's like again a pop-up show. You want to think about attending a market or like a show. Like we use these interchangeably. It's really lazy. But, you know, I've like magic which happens in Las Vegas and in New York. That I would just call a show. It's not a market. But but people will say, "Oh, are you going to market?" And that can mean Las Vegas. So if you're confused, we all are. But basically, people are saying, are you going to this location to buy clothes or accessories or home decor or kids clothes, whatever it is. Now, there is a bit of a different circuit for home um, and children's. They do have different like shows and locations and things like that. A lot of them happen concurrently with adult like women and men's apparel shows. Um, and so that can be really helpful because if you have a store where you sell women's and kids or or women's and home decor, you can kind of like get all that out of the way. There are so many shows, period, <laughs> end of sentence. Um, there isn't such a big difference. Now, the market center like in L.A., I'm sorry, the, the market center in Los Angeles, so like San Pedro Mart is one of them. Then Atlanta and Dallas, these are also open all the time. So they have like regular hours. But the only people that will be open there are showrooms. So they're they are permanent there. They tend to be like more of like collective. So it will be one representative and and they represent like 12 different home decor brands or something. And you can set up appointment only. Or sometimes they'll have just like open showroom hours. So if you live close to somewhere like Dallas or Atlanta... You know, you could definitely pop in and, and see what the deal is. In New York, in Atlanta, in L.A., and in Dallas, there are also what we would call like cash and carry vendors. So a cash and carry, uh, it's uh, essentially the idea of a cash and carry is that you go to this store. It's a wholesale store. So you get wholesale prices. And you pay in cash. You can use a credit card. They're just You got to just pay for it at the time that you buy it. And then you take it away with you. So cash and carry. Easy. Generally, this is like jewelry, handbags, scarves. Um, it tends to be not necessarily clothing. There are some clothing cash and carry places. And I would say they're kind of few and far between. Most people that are selling clothing are coming from Los Angeles. They're bringing their... You know, line. Or they're coming from Dallas. There, there's people and in, in everywhere now. But you know, the majority of the garments come from L.A. because they're coming from overseas or they're coming from factories in L.A. Um, in our industries. So they're coming from Los Angeles. They're setting up shop. You know, every week. So a question I get asked a lot is, do vendors go to all the shows, or do you have to go to a certain show to see certain vendors? What's the deal? Essentially, this is like the way they were on Fashion Week in the world. So, you know, New York Fashion Week happens first, then London, then Paris, then Milan. I think that's the order. But essentially, that happens twice a year. And it's one week in New York, one week in London, one week in Paris, and one week in Milan. And that is so that editors and designers and celebrities and whatever can go to all of these. Now, obviously, in that situation, Tory Burch isn't going to show in New York and Paris, she's a New York based designer, she's only going to show in New York. Where Chanel, they're only in Paris. They're just going to show at the Paris show, okay? Now, we work differently in the boutique industry. And yes, I'm comparing ourselves to Chanel. We work differently. Our vendors, when they show their product line for that season, again, very similar to Fashion Week, they're actually going to rotate through the shows. So the shows tend to happen week after week after week for about four to five weeks and vendors will move from show to show. So they'll go to Atlanta, then they'll go to Las Vegas and they'll go to Dallas, then they'll go to New York
1: and then they'll go home
0: to LA. There used to be a show in Chicago. I don't really think it happens anymore. And please call me and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the other thing I will tell you is there's other shows that happen sometimes during this with other vendors. So I'm talking about vendors that you would like typically find on Fashion Go. They're kind of like the big 50 boutique vendors. You know, you've you know them, you love them, whatever. There are way more vendors than that. And some of them actually go to other shows. So in Las Vegas in August and February, there's many shows. There's Magic and Magic is one of like six shows under one roof they have like project and um sourcing and I think there's another one that I'm blocking on but there's also a show called WWIN and there's also a show called the Off Price show those ones tend to take place at hotels and they are different categories of stuff sometimes people though that don't want to show at magic anymore will show at Off Price or they'll show at Win. It is worth going to those other shows if you feel like you're not finding what you need at Magic or if you're going to be in Vegas for a number of days. Those shows um, tend to like all overlap. So if you plan accordingly, you could hit up three different shows in four days, three days, something like that. You know, wear your sneakers and don't drink too much at night so you can, you know, power through the next day. But it's really important to understand that there's a lot of different shows theoretically potentially going on at the same time now when you go to these shows what's going to happen do you have to pay for things up front are you expected to place orders no okay you are not expected to do anything you do need to register all right and to register you're going to need a tax id some places require that you have like a website set up or you have invoices every single place has different requirements if you don't seem to meet the requirements call the buyer department in that organization. So in Atlanta, they definitely have an entire team that supports buyers. You're a buyer, okay? Just if we didn't know that. You're a buyer now, so there's an entire department that will support you. Magic has an entire customer care team. Every single show has a buyer support team, essentially, who will help you get registered, get on site, access you know, discounted hotel rooms, potentially access discounted transportation, all through kind of their group booking, right? They're hosting an event. So they're trying to be good hosts, get people to show up. Some places even will give free lunch. Like it just, you know, I'm not saying that's everywhere. And I don't know if that's even this year anymore. But that was something that used to happen quite a bit because they wanted people to come to the show. They wanted you to stay or they were in a location where it was hard to get get access to food so they just they want to keep you on site essentially you know it's really really smart feed them and they will stay so as you book your time going to these markets know that you will have to register do it in advance because there actually have been shows that end up having wait lists because they're at capacity so it's not a bad thing to register in advance book your flights book your hotels and I will say this isn't for everyone. I think that if you have the money to do it, you have the means and you want to go, it's a great opportunity. I also think that if you want to just keep shopping on Fashion Go or, you know, online at your vendors' websites, that's totally acceptable too. You don't have to go to a show. I think it's fun to go to shows. I think you see trends. I think if you want to I don't know. Part of me feels like if you want to grow and really like see what's going on and be a part of the industry, going to a show is a really easy way to do that because it is free to get into the shows. It doesn't cost anything. It just you got to just get there essentially. So if you live close to somewhere, then you can just go as long as you're registered. It's completely free. Um, and once you're there, you know, honestly, it's just going to be a huge room or a huge building with a lot of different booths and storefronts. And it's going to look, like I said, like a mall, kind of like a weird mall. They're big. They're overwhelming. There's generally music playing. The lights are strong because they want you to see the color of the clothing and the, and the accessories. It's an overwhelming experience. If you are sensory, um, if you have sensory issues, then please protect yourself. So I will like bring oils. Sometimes I'll bring AirPods to just put in my ears and put my hair over so that I can like block out some of the noise or I'll listen to like calm music. I can get, I get like really overwhelmed sometimes in big spaces like that. When I was just in Nashville, actually I kept getting like super dizzy because we were on like the third floor. There were these huge windows I had flown. I was probably dehydrated. I don't know. I think I was still like pumping. So I'm sure it was like a disaster. But, you know, it was, it's a lot like there's a lot of people in one space. And I think like post-COVID, we just, you know, we do go out and do things now, obviously. But, you know, going to a show was overwhelming before COVID. Now that we've had all this isolation time and maybe we're not used to big crowds and maybe that's you who does get sensory overload with sights and sounds and people and other people's energy. You know, this is something where you want to protect yourself, bring what you need to feel good, take breaks, go to the bathroom, sit in a stall for a few minutes and take some deep breaths. You know, it can be overwhelming. And I think that for a lot of people, they're they're in this situation to make big decisions about their boutique. They're buying. You're like, you're literally picking out what you're going to sell in your store. And so whatever you can do to help regulate your nervous system, that is one of my best tips for going to market is do you need to just wear sneakers? Probably. Do you need to just, you know, wear a backpack or bring a rolly bag? Like people get made fun of for bringing rolly bags. Like those are the smartest people in the market because like they don't have to carry all their junk around. You know, I have ha- I have friends that will literally shop with like a fanny pack or a-, a bum bag. I think they're called now and they'll just literally stick their invoices in it and not care. They're like, I'm not carrying a lot around. I can't deal with it because it's overwhelming and it's exhausting and you're making conversation with you know you're shopping it's a big deal so I would say if it's your first time you can go and just see what's available okay you don't have to buy anything you can even a lot of vendors will even let you take notes because you're registered they know that you're good for it they know like hey I'm gonna be nice to this potential customer because they really like my stuff and I'm gonna help aid them in like looking through my stuff as you get there you're gonna start to understand that things are organized by delivery dates You don't have to pay for things on site unless you are asking them to ship immediately. And generally, even then, they're not going to, like, swipe your card at the show. So, you know, don't ever feel pressured by vendors. I think the thing is we get, like, we feel like we're being pressured because, I don't know, how often are you in that situation where you're buying... I mean, I would equate it to like buying a car like it's kind of stressful. You're kind of like full body sweating and you're spending money like it's a lot. Right. So take it slow. Take it easy. Maybe just do exploratory work when you go. Just look for vendors, look for styles that you like, see pricing, you know, get a sense of what you're doing. Even if you've been in business a while and this is your first market, you don't have to go with the expectation, oh, I'm going to buy all this stuff. You can go with the expectation of, I'm going to go to my first show, see if it's different than the way I've been ordering, the way I've, I've been operating. If it works for me, great. If it doesn't, great, that's okay too. For me, I am someone who likes to get a gauge of what's happening from market so at market you're going to have people with their booths And inside their booths, they're going to have all of their latest clothing. They're going to have samples of all of it. And you're going to be able to walk through, pick out things that you like, do something called start a rack, which is you basically putting your stuff aside. Like imagine if someone followed you around at a clothing store, which maybe you guys do this in your store. Someone follows you around and they like just take what you like and they put it on a a rack in the middle of the booth. And then you get to go back and review it right? No one's being like, oh, are you going to buy that? It's not a pushy situation. And I worry that so many people are scared to go to market because they just think it's going to be like a sleazy car salesman situation it's not everyone that sells clothes are pretty cool you know they want to have a conversation they want to see what's up they want to get a vibe of what's going on remember everyone's working independently so much of the time in our industry so when these events happen people really dig into them because it's a chance to like really get that gauge and get this like temperature gauge of like what's going on and and knowing that maybe you need to shift or maybe there's something you're missing out on or oh here's the hottest new style that like every everyone's selling really well. Great. Like those are the things that you want to know. And that's one of the things that market is really going to help you do. So all of these things I hope have helped. Um, there, like I said, there is a lot more that I would go through in terms of like going through how you're going to buy, um, and you know, creating your plan and all that stuff. I do go through a lot of that in my how to shop at market guide. Like I said, the link is in the show notes. Um, I feel like I've given you a really in-depth, like you could go with this, you could go to market with what I've given you. If you want to go deeper, if you want to learn my proven method to buy at market for your boutique, that's going to be inside the How to Shop at Market Guide, and that's going to be $19 through the link in the show notes. Hopefully this has helped you. I know a lot of you guys are getting ready to go to market soon, um, so Enjoy. Have fun. Be kind to yourself. Make time for self-care, for deep breaths, for taking breaks. It can be an exhausting experience, and that's the last thing we need. Make it enjoyable. Pace yourself. Enjoy yourself, and don't be intimidated by the women that are in the booth with you that maybe look intimidating or you feel like, oh, they must be a big deal. Who cares? (laughs) You do you, you run your boutique, you have a good time and go to the talks and go see the performances, do all that cool stuff that happens to drink the coffee, you know, eat the free food, get the drinks, whatever. I hope to see you at a market soon enough. Uh, you can always check my website to see where I'll be speaking next. Or if you follow me anywhere on social media, I generally post about where I'm going to be and what time I'm speaking at that show. So I hope to see you guys while I'm on the road speaking at shows If not, I will see you back here next time on the Boost Your Boutique podcast. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. If you wouldn't mind taking a second to go ahead and scroll down if you're on the Apple podcast or Spotify and leaving us a quick rating and review, we would really appreciate it. It helps more amazing boutique CEOs just like you find this podcast and this incredible free resource. Thanks again for listening and we will see you in a few weeks.